Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Joel Solomon. Happy New Year. May 2021 be a damn sight better than 2020. We know that this last year has affected your finances. And Joel says, let's make everyone in 2021 financially free. How do we do that? Well, he was a hedge fund manager for a very long time, and he kind of chose to walk away from that. And that means walking away from a great deal of profit because his heart spoke to him, his conscience spoke to him. And he wants to ha uh, have people learn how to reignite their finance, finances, their businesses, their career, their relationships. Um, he has wonderful programs that he's offering in this year. And, uh, you know, he's he's dedicated to people having a different relationship with money, having a different relationship with themselves around money, how they make money and how they view money. And Yes, folks, we all need money in 2021. We've been pretty well wiped out from 2020. And, but are we going to make money in the same way? Are we going to make it in the same consciousness? And how do we view money right now? Because a lot of 2020 was us going in and looking at life of what really is important. And yes, money is. But how we earn it, what we spend it on, and where the priority is, is, is something very different. So Happy New Year, Joel. Happy New Year, happy, healthy, yes. and most importantly, prosperous 2021 to you, Sarah, and everyone listening. Amen, amen, amen to that. Let's make it so. <laughs> we certainly do need to come into this 2021 with that approach and that enthusiasm, don't we? Absolutely. I, I, for me, and, and for, first of all, I, I like to talk about my daughters, first of all. My, my daughters, Lauren and Morgan, my company, Sal Lore Moore, is named after them. Nice. And they taught me unconditional love. So I'd like to talk about them for a second. They are driving force, so most certainly. They, they absolutely are. And, and it's good, actually, to have purpose, mm -hmm. right? To have purpose to make money. And if you're saying, well, it'd be nice if, no, it, you know, you really want to have a burning desire. You know, I, I tell my clients on a scale of one to 10, where 10 is like, I really, really want it. And one is, eh, oh, don't really need it, whatever. If you want to be high up seven, eight, nine, or 10 in terms of desire for money. And you also on a scale of one to 10 want to be high in terms of belief. Mm. 10 is a knowing that you're going to make money. And one is massive doubt. There's no way it's going to happen. So again, you want to have a high level of belief, seven, eight, nine, or 10, a high level of desire, seven, eight, nine, or 10. And then some people come to me and say, Joel, being rich, rich people are evil. Mm. You can't be spiritual and rich. And that is a limiting belief. Exactly. It's a massive limiting belief. And I know some people were taught that growing up. And I will tell you, it's most spiritual to be rich because first of all, if you're not, you're not helping yourself by being poor. 
Mm-hmm. And you hope you can't help anyone else mm-hmm. by being poor. And I will tell you, if you have $10 million, you can help a lot of other people. Yes. Uh, you, you can start ending diseases. You can help hunger in different towns. You could, you could, you could actually feed a generation in certain towns around this globe. So having money is a good thing. Case in point, Dolly Parton uh, gave a million to uh, one of the vaccine companies to help them find a vaccine, right? You know, obviously it costs more than that, but that one million made a huge impact. And, you know, she's, she's giving back in gratitude. So if she didn't make all this money, how would she be able to help all these things? That's the point about, isn't it? It's about making the money to put it to service. Right. And, and that, so I, I wrote a book last year called The Nine Money Rules Millionaires Use, only the unconventional ones. Yeah. And it was a bestseller both in uh, personal finance and in self-help. And in that book, rule number six is called giving. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it, and I say it may be the most important of the nine money rules. So John Templeton, who some say was the best investor of all time, he created the Templeton funds in the 1950s with just a few thousand dollars of his own money. And he sold it to the Franklin funds in the 1990s for a billion dollars. Wow. He said he hadn't met anybody who hadn't given at least 10% of his earnings each year over a 10 year period to charities who didn't have massively more wealth at the end of the 10 years than at the beginning. Mm. I know what you're thinking. If I give my money away, I have less money, not more money. How does that work? Well, money is just energy. Yes. And by putting that energy out into the world, it must come back to you. And I found in my life personally, it comes back in multiples, especially when you're giving from your heart. Mm-hmm. When you're giving from your heart, the money just flows. And, and there are a lot of, and, and it, I, I say you, can, you don't even have to just give with money because you can give a smile to a stranger. Mm-hmm. You can give a compliment to a stranger. You may have a special gift or talent. You can share that with the world. Give, give your time. So give, giving your time absolutely. is enormous, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so giving doesn't just have to be about money, but I actually tell my clients when they're feeling most lack and scarce, give mm-hmm. and give some money because there is somebody out there who is more in need than you are. There yes. definitely is somewhere in the world and you just especially have to now. find that. Especially right. now. So especially now. So so find that person, find that group. And you know, even if, if you're especially when you're feeling lack, give a small amount, even if it's a few dollars, right? Because you can change lives with small amounts of money. And you know, that it's we get bombarded. I you know, I especially with my own network get bombarded by people always wanting a donation. And you know, I try and give wherever I can. Um, but it's also, you know, find your cause. 
find something you want to support that you want to back. And if you have the ability to do two or three of them, fantastic. If it's only one, you haven't got the money to give, but you've got the time to give. You know, that's the thing. What is really enrichment? What really is abundance? That is soul, heart, enrichment and abundance first, isn't right. it? It will manifest the money. It will manifest everything else in your life. But if you don't have that enrichment, then you really are soul and heart poor. Absolutely. And, and I talk about this in my book, that giving from the heart is so much more important because yes, we are bombarded with all these different charities, especially in, in the last few weeks and months, uh, you know, back in 2020, you know, I just was getting all these requests and yeah, I, I think you do need to discriminate which ones really are things that you resonate with. Yes. Because I, I talk about this specifically in my book about feeling required to give, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of, you know, I used to be in Manhattan a lot in, in New York city, not so much these days, but uh, when I was in Manhattan a lot, I'd be on the subway and, and people would be asking for money or you'd be almost, it, it was really, really terrible to see, but a lot of the street corners in midtown Manhattan, you'd see people homeless asking and, if you're giving from, and, and they could be right in your face too, as mm. opposed to like, and so there was a time when I was in Grand Central Station, I tell this story where I happened to go to the bathroom in the lower level, and I come out and I happen to see this woman who was picking through the, the garbage for bottles, because in, in the United States, you get five cents back yeah, on, on bottles. So and I, I felt so bad and I, I just pulled out some money and I gave it to her and she, the gratitude that she expressed and, and she was so, so grateful. And that filled me up, mm -hmm. right? That, that made me feel so good, that feeling that I can help her. And I was thinking about it afterwards, how I probably saved her a few days worth of work. Mm -hmm. because she, you know, five, seven, like think of how many bottles she needed yes. for a small amount of money. And, and I, I thought of, and, and for her, like she, she was doing something to, to have some money for herself rather than just going around begging people for money. You know, right. it's, to me, it's a, a big difference. And there's many ways to, to make money, small amounts of money, big amounts of money. And, you know, I think again, giving from the heart is so different. So that for me, that's why a rule rule number six in the nine money rules is given. Um, yes, I, I absolutely agree. You know, money is an energy. Money is, is a commodity. It's an exchange of yeah. services. Uh, I think what has happened, you know, and it's happened since kind of money became important. Um, it's it's been associated with power. It's been associated with greed and. There's so many people that I've interviewed that were very rich at one point, you know, um, making a lot of money, but they realized that they had become slaves to the money, to the image of the money. They had become victims of that money because the fear of losing it, the fear of losing that status or that image. And they realized that they were empty on the inside and that they were extremely unhappy because they were serving the money and the so-called prestige that money gave them, and they were not serving themselves or anyone else. And they literally walked away from it and became more enriched doing things that meant more to them. 
and you know a lot of the time that was family which you know when you make big amounts of money half the time you're working 12 14 hours a day where do you have time for family so they become the sacrificial lambs so i think we're in an era right now where yes money is important but it's what we do with it it's the consciousness around money that's very very important but we're not giving money the same um well it's it, you know the opulence and the greed and the the power of money is has become the dirty word rather than money itself and it's more about how can we put the money to work that can enrich other lives and that's truly where the enrichment is so i've seen a, a, a huge you know tidal wave pretty well of been looking at it from a different point of view and in, in a lot of ways that's really kind of what happened to you isn't it you know that seeing money in a different way yeah, so I shut down my hedge fund in 2016, and I had an epiphany in December of 2015, uh, just over five years ago. And I was at a personal development course, and there was a guy basically talking about stocks and stock options. He was a guest speaker at this course. And when he started speaking about stock options in particular, he made it sound like it was a get-rich-quick scheme. You don't need much time. You don't need much money. This is how the rich people get rich and options are essentially riskless. And I was sick to my stomach. There were, this was the second day of the conference. There were 200 people in the room and people were tapping me on the shoulder and whispering in my ear, Joel, does this make sense? So we went outside after he was done and I said, please don't invest in options. He has no idea about your assets or earnings or risk tolerance and most importantly, Rule number one in my book, belief in making money and options. And so I literally went into my office the next morning. I sent an email to my investors telling them I'm shutting down my fund. I'm giving them their money back. I found my true purpose, which was okay. to help people become financially free. And, you know, it, it was interesting because five years ago, my biggest fear in life was public speaking. And I, I was like, how am I gonna get up in front of 200 people and speak like this guy did? And I knew I had to step into my fear and overcome it because I, I after that happened, I continued to go to other de personal development courses and have seen many people pitch the exact same type of either schemes or other things, which they're really being misleading to people at the very least. And, and some may say lying. Mm. And I, I have a job, a big job to do to get out there, be authentic and teach people, for me, the truth. You know, I, I, I want people to understand that, you know, first of all, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a belief in the different asset classes. You need to change your mindset first. Mm -hmm. and not listen to somebody up on stage who's pitching one thing to 200 people because we're all individuals and we all have different perspectives. We all have different assets and earnings and risk tolerance and tax status and belief levels. You know, some, for some, maybe two or three or four people in that audience, options is the way to get rich. But for the hun other 100, 196 people, it's not. Yes. And so you need to know what your route is. It could be a small business. You know, it could be an Amazon fulfillment. It could be real estate or stocks. It could be cryptocurrency, but everyone's different. 
And so teaching 200 people the same thing doesn't make sense to me. No, I, I used to call it the sugar high. You know, I've, um, so somebody got me to sign up for one of those weekends, you know, from eight in the morning to, to midnight and they just saturate you and, and they stir you up and everybody's on this sugar high. And, and then it's like, sign up for the next course, sign up for the next course, sign up for the next course at thousands of dollars. And A, I didn't have thousands of dollars to do it. And B, you know, just warning signals. You know, I just like, I'm, I'm watching everybody as if they've consumed too much sugar. Everybody seems to be rather hysterical about this. I'm drained. You know, I'm drained. I'm looking at this and going, I've just seen people lost their common sense, you know, and, and uh, they, they'll sign up for these expensive next courses. And it was just kind of a money grab, selling people an illusion. And you actually do mention that, you know, in your posting about the illusion and, and this kind of get rich quick or, you know, money, the more money you have, the better it is, is an illusion, isn't it? Absolutely. Um you know, we, we talk, having a purpose is really important. Mm. So, uh, and I, you know, from my perspective, richness or abundance and prosperity is the mindset first, mm -hmm. right? And, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I talk about this in, in, in the nine money rules millionaires use is that lottery winners, Five years after lottery winners win the money, 95% of them have less money than the day before they yeah. won the lottery. Yeah. And the reason is they don't have the millionaire mindset. Right. So they're not taught the prosperity, the, how to shift their beliefs, all the rules that are in my book, the giving, you know, they're probably hoarding, they're not giving. You know, or somebody's become their best friend and <laughs> leeching. <laughs> so, yeah. And rule number five in the nine money rules is be grateful. Right. And I'm pretty sure the lottery winners are not so grateful as mm -hmm. they should be. Right. And so there's giving, there's gratitude, and they don't believe that they're deserving. You know, their belief level isn't there. And a lot of people come out of the woodwork and telling them this is the way to keep your riches. But, you know, once you have it, it's, it may be even more difficult to retain it if you don't have the mindset. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. There's so many cases there. We, we had a, a case here a few years ago um, in BC, Canada, uh, where a couple who owned a restaurant won several million dollars. And they wanted to keep it quiet, but of course it's publicized. They owned a restaurant. They, they didn't so much as kind of like free meals on us. They didn't do a thing for their staff, nothing, no bonus whatsoever. They just carried on working and kind of hoarding their money. And, and eventually they had to, to get rid of their restaurant because you know, it was, well, you have this money, but all you're doing is mm, you know, glum, glum, mine, mine, right, right, you know, right. not sharing it, not, not seeding it, not watering it, you know, uh, and it's a, I think it can bring the worst out in people. You know, then you've got the other people that everybody that they've ever known in their lives comes out in the woodwork, you know, and leeches off them. Of course, so you have the other people that now want to show how rich they are and they're paying for everything. Right, As right. you said, five years later, it's like, oh, how come there's no money left? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. mindset is extremely heart and mindset, I think, are the two very important things about when you've come into money or even when you are you know, approaching money, right? If it's got to have the right mindset, but if it's not coming from the heart set, you're not doing it right. Absolutely. And I actually wrote a white paper 
two years ago called Five Mistakes New Millionaires Make. And one of those mistakes, as you can imagine, is the not using it appropriately. So, you know, I, and I did this a bit to be open with you in 2009, I, I had been working at Citigroup as a hedge fund manager and I made a lot of money in 2009. I got paid in January, 2010. And I did a lot of things for other people, not for myself. Mm. So paying, you know, I, you know, bought a condominium for my parents and I set up trust for my kids and well, that's all good, though. That's, all good. that's investing I, in family. It, it's, it's good. It's investing in family, but I, I wasn't selfish in that. I didn't say, okay, I'm going to put stuff aside for me. I, I didn't, I did eventually like invest in my own hedge fund mm. a few years later, but in 2010, I spent a lot of time and money on others good you know some good yeah. ways but uh you know one of the, one of the mistakes i talk about in the five mistakes new millionaires make is to be a bit selfish and if you're the type of person to you know give it away you know give it to this person give it to that person think about planning for the next 10 or 20 years yeah well. i agree with you you know i often kind of fantasize about winning the lottery except for i never buy a ticket but it's a fun fantasy anyway and i always go with the 50 50 rule i'll keep 50 percent, and that will be investing in my future securing my own life um and then that 50 percent, you know goes out to family friends and foundation and yeah. uh, you know um and I think from kind of going through the scenario so many times, I've kind of kind of got the proportion right. The other thing I think is if you can, never let anybody know exactly how much money you have. Yep, it's a good one. Because otherwise people only see a dollar sign and they don't see right. you. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say on uh, your, your comment, there's a, there's a famous joke, which actually is in my book as well. And uh, I talk about this where, so this guy, every day, some years ago, he would go check the newspaper. He didn't win the lottery. He checked for his numbers the next day, didn't win the lottery. Day after day, check the newspaper, get really, st he started getting really upset. And <laughs> finally one day he goes outside in his backyard, he screams, what do I have to do what do I have to do, God? What do I have to do? And no answer. He does it for a few days. And then like the fifth day, he's screaming. He's getting really angry. What do I have to do? And he hears a booming voice. Meet me halfway. Buy a ticket. Yes. <laughs> yes. You've got to take action. So I, I yes. talk a lot about law of attraction in my book. Mm. You know, the energy you put out, you get, if you're grateful all day, every day, you're saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's more things that come into your life to be grateful about. And contrarily, if you're complaining all day, every day, yes. there's more and more things into your life to complain about. The other part of the law of attraction, which I think a lot of people don't understand is, you know, they'll say, okay, well, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm sitting, I'm meditating, I'm visualizing, I'm grateful all day. You got to get out and take action. That's the point of the story of the lottery ticket. You got to get out yes. and take action. You have to, you know, nowadays, at least get on your laptop, right? Get, yeah. get on your computer and, and reach the world. 
Um, you can't just sit at home all day and, and just meditate. And yeah, waiting for the, you know, manifest an Amazon delivery. You know, it doesn't right, happen right. that way. We have to step into actionism, don't we? You know, Ex that's the absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I'd say I don't know any billionaires who sit at home all day and meditate and visualize. They get right. out into the world and take action as well. Yes. I'm pretty sure they're also visualizing that. Yes. They're meditating on how to take the action. Right. That's Absolutely. the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually rule number four in the nine money rules is, is can visualizing make me money? Hmm. And the answer is yes. And I go through the specific steps of visualizing, but I say again in that chapter, don't just do that. Hmm. Do the other steps too. That's why there are nine money rules, not right. just four. Yes. 2021 obviously we're going into it globally with huge deficit. You know, there isn't a country that doesn't have a deficit right now. So many businesses that have been around 30, 40 years have suddenly crashed. So many people without jobs, but other sectors, you know, have employed more people, places like online on Amazon and, and so many people at the beginning of the pandemic, we did a lot of shows of pivoting your business online if you couldn't do it face to face anymore. And, you know, that still goes, you know, we're, we're still looking at that. And I think it will be something that will most certainly stay long after the pandemic is over. Um, and it is at the present moment is don't get caught up in the what has been but look at the possibilities of what can be. And if you are, you know, in the doom and gloom all the time, again, common sense, please wear your mask, have some social distancing, be sensible, we're not out of the woods yet. Um, but get creative and get innovative. And I think for a lot of people that ha have found success in 2020 is because they were willing to pivot in a totally different direction. And I think that's something we really have to be willing to do, right? That doesn't mean you go against your, your morals, you go, don't go against your principle, your purpose, but you just go in a different direction of how you're going to use it, how you're going to pursue it. Absolutely. There was actually an example of a guy who came to me. Uh, I, I give everybody 30 minutes free. So if anybody wants, who's listening, 30 minutes free prosperity coaching, you just go onto my website. That's SA. L-A-U-R-M-O-R.com again, named after my daughter's Lauren and Morgan and just click on the link to sign up. But he came to me and we did, just did one session and he came back to me a few weeks later because he was in the real estate business and in, in Manhattan and mm -hmm. things weren't going well back. This was March, April and he actually got laid off and he had to rethink his whole, his whole life because his whole experience was real estate related and he knew where the business was going over at least, you know, for a year or two, yeah. not in, in Manhattan. He was, you know, actually outside of the, the cities, things have actually gone pretty well, but in Manhattan where he was licensed, he, he, uh, and where he lived, he had, was going to have a really difficult time. So he actually came up with an idea for a cleaning service with a buddy of his and now he, and they had the materials. So they now are cleaning schools and apartment buildings to make sure that the, the virus doesn't spread. Mm -hmm. And he's done really well in the last nine yeah. months. So he had a, he basically had to reinvent himself over the last nine months, 10 months. And that's, that's a great way to do it. And I, I read a book recently called Making Ideas Happen. 
Mm-hmm. You can have a great idea, but you have to make it happen. You have to have the, not only the vision, but put it into action as we were talking earlier. It's uh, Scott, Scott Belkey, Making Ideas Happen, great book. So I actually created a program in last year in 2020 called uh, Successfully Planning and Expanding Your Business. Because a lot of people wanted to understand, okay, I have this idea, how do I actually get it implemented? So it's, it, I, did, I did, it's online, it's, it's on my website and, and also on, on my YouTube for free. It's uh, about a 45 minute presentation on how to successfully plan your business, what things you have to do. You have to really be introspective and know yourself and know your money personality type. So there's seven money personality types I go through. And then understanding the business plan. Can your business make 10,000 or 100,000 or 10 million? And how scalable is it? And understanding the numbers, you can't just have an idea and say, okay, this is going to do great. You have to understand, is it, you know, do you have to replicate yourself? Can you leverage it with other people, Mm -hmm. with other resources? So I go through all that um, and go through, you know, looking at scenario planning as well. I'm a numbers guy. You know, I started my career as an actuary. I think everybody knows the difference between an actuary and an accountant, right? And actuary looks at his feet when he talks to an accountant looks at your feet that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what an actionary is. So. Oh, both of them are really boring people. So oh, okay, they, okay. They, they say an Number accountant two. is an actuary with charisma. So <laughs> actually, what, what actuaries do is they calculate the premium you have to pay for your insurance policy, your life or health or mm-hmm. auto and motor insurance, auto insurance, a home insurance policy. So that's what actuaries do. They're all with numbers. So I started my career as an actuary. The thing is, 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 you know, clearly you see numbers very clearly. And, you know, I will be very clear I don't. <laughs> you know, um, it's um, I'm never great at math, but just, you know, I don't see numbers. I, my visionary, my vision is, is seeing people actually from the core inside out. Uh, I see soul and heart. I don't see numbers. And so when people start talking numbers to me and percentages and things like that, I will absolutely honestly say it's over my head. And, but I have a good business and I have a good business plan. But how to monetize that? And I think that's where a lot of people are stuck right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of solopreneurs out there that are, okay, we, we know there isn't a lot of money for people to spend right now. Um, I have this great, you know, platform, but how do, how do I maximize it? You know, um, if I'm not a numbers person, especially in this crunch at the present moment, you know, how do I go about it? And uh, I know I'm stuck there. And I know there's an awful lot of solopreneurs that are stuck there right now. They can't charge the fees that they were charging beforehand. Um, They may be pivoting to slightly different things, but this is their forte. This is their, you know, their their calling, their purpose. Um, But it's they're having to change their entire financial approach to it. So for a lot of us, it is very difficult right now. We don't know what to do. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I, I have a few thoughts. And because thoughts are things, right? Mm-hmm. And so there are people doing really well right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there are stocks in the US stock market that have gone up 200, 300, 500% this year. And there are others that have gone down. And it's the same thing with small businesses. 
some are thriving and some are really struggling. Some are shutting down. If you're a restaurant mm -hmm. or a bar in many parts of the country, especially here in the New York City metropolitan area, you're struggling mightily. So, and I've been on calls like this for the last 10 months, mm -hmm. back in 2020, and I'm sure it'll continue for the next few months here in 2021, that people are, the, the belief is that because there are, there is a population that's struggling, my business is probably going to be struggling for a while. Mm. And I will tell you, that's just a limiting belief. So you can change that belief and say there are lucrative opportunities that always come my way. And I'm all about affirmations and audio files. In fact, on my website, I have free audio files. If you go in, again, it's on salamore.com, S-A-L-E-U-R-M-O-R.com. If you go into the manifesting program and you go all the way to the bottom, you can download for free audio files on, on, on improving your self-esteem, uh, responsibility, taking self-responsibility, organization, selling, all different types of audio files. If you're okay listening to my voice for a few <laughs> minutes every day, you can, uh, if you can deal with that, free audio files and free affirmations. So look at opportunities always come my way is, is one. Um, I am an excellent money manager. If you can't believe it, if you again back to belief, if you're not a seven, eight, nine, or ten, and you can't say I am an excellent money manager, and like not if you have BS, you know you're calling your yes. your your mind is calling BS. You could say I am on my way to becoming, mm. you know I'm uh, I'm becoming an excellent money manager, or you know if you can't convince yourself that I am financially free, you could say I am on my way to becoming financially free. You know, I, I'm taking action every day to become financially free. So you can massage the affirmations that are on the website, but I, I truly believe that thoughts are things. Mm -hmm. And if you're continuing saying to yourself as a business owner, as a solo entrepreneur, like I am, you know, it's a struggle out there. It's really tough out there, especially during this time. That's not going to be serving you. Right. If you can say, you know, there are opportunities out there every day and you can create new content. I've created a ton of new content uh, in the last 10 months, different types of programs. So I have a whole value chain now, instead of, you know, only doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and charging $30,000 a year for one-on-one -on -one coaching, knowing that there's a small niche of people kind of that, that are, can afford that. Well, that may be a limiting belief as well, but mm -hmm. okay. So well, I you know, there's, whole... there's also the rational thought there, right? You have to adjust. Right. Yes. Right. So you adjust and you create other programs. So in 2020, I created a program called Peace and Prosperity Now with a, a world-renowned yoga and meditation teacher. Now her clientele was used to paying, you know, I don't know, very small dollar amounts for yoga sessions. So instead of paying, uh, charging them thousands of dollars for a nine-week course, you know, Starting in January, it'll be uh, $449 for nine weeks. Mm -hmm. So we're making it very affordable for people as opposed to charging them thousands of dollars like I would have a year ago. Right. Because we know that, you know, I want to get the information out there. She wants to get the information yes. out there. And we want to help as many people as possible. And we're not going to be serving anybody 
by charging larger amounts. So, you know, reduce the price point. I think any, anybody who's a coach who's listening to this, think about reducing the price point and getting more volume, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, yeah. if you're doing group courses, you know, instead of one-on-one, you can do more groups. And that's what I decided to do in, in 2020. And I'll continue this year doing that as well. More groups, less one-on-one, so I can impact and reach more people. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, I'm a one-on-one, you know, it's harder to do a group. And, um, you know, I charge for my shows because it's a service I'm giving. And, uh, you know, because of, of COVID, I've said, if you can't afford it, donation to what you can afford. I've left it in the consciousness of other people. And some people have risen to that consciousness and been, you know, very generous, paid the full fee or paid what they can. Some people have ignored it. You know, um, I leave that in their conscience. But, um, yeah, I'm not a person, you know, when I know I need to change this, that, you know, going after people, you know, for the money, because I always believe that, you know, it's, it's free will. Um, the request is there. But uh, we do have to kind of adjust to our clientele of what's needed right now. But we've also got to remember that by charging the lower fee right now, um, you have the referrals later. You have the people that when they can afford it will come back and do the one-on-one. Um, you have the people, you know, that and in a lot of ways it becomes your marketing for you, doesn't it? Yeah. So for, we are only in a temporary state right now. Yes, Absolutely. it could take another couple of years before the financial stability is there. But this is a great time for your seeding, your seeding of what you, where you want to be in a year or two. Make sure you water it. Make sure you nurture it. Make sure you pivot wherever you need to. And then you will see, you know, the harvest, you know, when right. the time is right. Absolutely. That's, that's a great point. You know, uh, planting the seeds for the future is important. And so, that's what I've done with the, the different courses. I actually have two new courses this year that are starting in just a couple of days. I know it's, it's, it's close, but uh, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about those. Yes, please. I, I think they can be life-changing and both of them I've made really inexpensive. So one is called Maximize Your Money. It's starting in just a couple of days, January 7th at... Um, 7 p.m. Eastern, that's 4 p.m. Pacific. And it's all about the different apps that are online to how to budget. We're gonna go through what the pros and cons are of each of the apps and then comparing apps to spreadsheets. Should I use a spreadsheet to budget or not? We'll play something called the budget game, making money fun. Mm-hmm. And rather than, oh, you know, a worry, because when and when we I, I've done this in the past in other groups, when you play the budget game, you shift your feelings around yeah. money and it creates this feeling of prosperity as opposed to lack. And then the money will come in in ways you'll be very surprised about. Right. And then and then the other thing the course we're going to given I, I understand that people are struggling now. We're going to go through ways to save 11 specific ways to save money that I think will be pay for the course itself Mm -hmm. and also go through how to pay your mortgage differently where you can save over $20,000 in interest over a 30 year mortgage. And then also how to use the budget game to pay down credit card debt. Cause I know Mm -hmm. people have had to borrow in the last year on their credit card. 
I'll specifically go through that. So, and then also, what are the good ways to borrow? I understand people have had to borrow, but they're really bad ways to borrow. Yes. So go through that. <laughs> we don't want any broken legs. <laughs> exactly. But there are, you know, there are payday lenders still in the United States charging 40% interest. That's ridiculous. And I don't understand how that's legal, but it's still, it's still happening. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So the court, that, the course, if you haven't taken a course with me, it's $299. That's really um, good. And that it's actually um, a six month, course that I, and you get access to me 24 seven in my Facebook group as well. And so if you haven't taken a course with me before it's 299, if you have already taken a course, it's 199. And then I have a second course called getting comfortable investing in stocks. I've had people come to me and they've asked, they've manifested money and they're like, okay, I, I need to know what to do with it. So I'm, an expert, I, I managed a hedge fund, $700 million. I know stocks in and out. And so I have in my book, my five-step proprietary stock screen, which people have told me it's really difficult to understand. If you're not the math guy, it's yeah. difficult to understand. So yeah. this course is very basic. What the heck is a stock? What the <laughs> heck is the stock market? What are, the, what are the steps? Where do I find stocks? How do I invest? And a lot of people back last year in 2020, they invest, they, they, got, um, they got an account in Robinhood and they just started trading without any knowledge. People lost a lot of money last yeah. year in the stock market without having basic knowledge. So I want to teach them basic knowledge. So that, that course, same, same format, it's over a six month period. It's $299. But for those of you listening, you sign up for both. 50% off. So it's two ninety nine for both. That's very generous. I was just looking at the, the news the other day and they were talking about the stock market and, and how Tesla had just gone through the roof and yeah. anybody who'd been a shareholder there, hallelujah, you know, uh, and yet the sales seem to be low, but the, the, the stock market, you know, it was confusing for a non-math person, but what I got stuck on was like, you know, there's a few, oh, few millionaires that have- 750% in 2020, which yeah. is a really incredible number. Yeah. And I, I want to do one more thing uh, for listeners. I, I want to give away the first three chapters of my book. Mm. And all you have to do is text to the number 66866 and- in the text box, the first three words of my book, nine, the number nine money rules, nine money rules, all one word, caps or small, doesn't matter. So text to 66866, nine money rules, and you'll get the first three chapters of my book. Excellent. Excellent. You know, we, we do need help at the present moment. You know, that is the point. And, uh, um, the right mindset, most certainly, you know, uh, we could either uh, see in lack or we can see in abundance. Um, I think 2020 was a, an incredible year for reflection, reviewing one's life, a renewing a different uh, pathway, being grateful for what you do have. You know, uh, people moaning and groaning about having to stay home or I can't do this and I can't do that. And as I pointed out, you're not in a war zone. There's a silent killer out there but you're not in a war zone. There's no bombs landing on you. There is no famine out there. There's nobody going to knock at your door and pull you out and take you off to, you know, Nazi camp. We're not in that kind of war. We're in a war that if we all band together, 
and we all look out for one another, we will get through this really enriched and really abundant. So it was a great year for reflection and going in, looking at your life. And again, so many that I've spoken to that have been in wonderful careers, but they traveled a great deal, couldn't travel anymore, decided just to retire became a consultant instead, and now even busier, but over online. You know, as one guy said, I, I go surfing in the morning, come and do an hour or two of my calls and go back surfing. I couldn't do that before. I'll be on a plane and then the next plane and the next plane. So there are some benefits if we're willing to look at what they are. And, and because everything is so unknown at the present moment, we're not quite sure, you know, what 21 is going to bring. We know that we're in a transition. We know that things need to change. Um, a lot of our energy has to be pivoted into a different direction. And uh, it, it's a wonderful opportunity for us right now. If we go into the mind, right mind heart set as to what the future can be for all of us. Absolutely. I, I completely agree because as I, we, we started talking about in the beginning purpose, right? And I, I, I did write a, another white paper. If anybody wants it, they can email me. It's called the five megatrends guaranteed to shape your future. And, and shape is an acronym. And the P in, in shape is purpose. Mm -hmm. And purpose will be a megatrend going forward. I, I, I reflect back to my first few days and weeks at Citigroup when I was living my dream job at the time. And now I'm doing my true dream. But right. back then it was, I, I thought it was my true dream job. And I'm commuting downtown Manhattan on the subway at 7am and giddy because I'm doing my dream and I get to manage money. And it was like for 15 years, I was like, man, I really want to do this. I want to align my hobby and my career. And now I'm doing it. So I'm on the subway and I'm checking my Blackberry smiling and I look up and I look around the subway and everyone is with this mean face on so upset and, you know, it's 7am and they have to get to work and they, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're not living their purpose. They're doing something that they have to do because it makes them a little bit of money so that they can, you know, have a, you know, some money for food and, and whatever and rent and all that, but they're not, they're, that's not, they, they, weren't, they weren't doing their purpose. And I think this transition over, you know, in 2020, and I think it'll continue in 2021, more and more people realize that, wait a second, I wasn't doing my purpose. This yeah. is not what I was put on earth to do. And I'm going to search and figure it out because we, you know, again, like be grateful that you're here. Like, yes. Be grateful that you're here on earth. And you know, we don't know how much time we have. Maybe yeah. you know, 2020 it. gave us that as mm. well. Reflection. If you were, if you were at all uh, introspective over the last, you know, nine, 10 months, you realize that that's a truism. You, you, we take for granted or uh, we, we, we believe we're immortal until we're not. Right. Exactly. And boy, has that pointed it out this year. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've been living in the last few years of a hurricane, um, you know, around the world, you know, politically, emotionally, pandemically, and we're looking for the calmer waters. And I think we're, we're in the healing stage right now, obviously, you know, with the vaccine, with the pandemic, um, hopefully, you know, more level heads prevail politically around the world. Um, but we're, we're all wanting just to, to exhale. You know, take that deep breath, exhale and go, you know, hello, 2021. 
we're not going to repeat 2020, but we're going to take the lessons we've learned and yeah. we're going to apply it into this year of seeding that abundance, that meaningful purpose. And we're going to make this year a year that's not only enriching for ourselves, but enriching for everybody else that has anything to do with it. And I think if you look at that enrichment of being a ripple effect, not just you in your ivory tower, but seeding the opportunities for other people, that's really where the abundance really grows. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I, you know, uh, my first book, Mindful Money Management, the chapter one is called Being of Service to Others. Mm. And I think truly that is what we're all here for. Exactly. And, and, and being of service to others in whatever way that is, that what, that really what moves your heart, that what, that's what makes you feel whole when you, when you're doing for others. Yeah. So I, I urge everyone who's listening to think about how they could be of service to others in, in their true, in, in their true job. A quick story of somebody I interviewed a few years ago, a gentleman called Ryan, and he made money in his sleep. He's just extremely good at it. And he got caught up in the heroin and the cocaine lifestyle. And he ended up again in jail one day. And there was a gentleman there rather kind of beaten down. But the profound wisdom that he shared with him at that time changed his life completely. Hmm. And he went back out there and he started something called, you know, against stigma. So in other words, addicts who were now no longer addicts that they didn't get a stigma against them as being employed. He also started Ryan's Fund, which is a fund that started for um, the children of addicts that get left behind. So they were educated and they have a, a, a better life. Had he not taken that journey, he wouldn't have understood the value or the responsibility of what the money that he, and he, he went back to making good money, but now instead of snorting it, he's investing it. And sometimes we have to look at our negative journeys as being a positive in pointing us in the right direction. Absolutely. I'm actually just reading a book by the creator of the Dilbert uh, cartoon, uh, Scott Adams, called How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. And he mm. talks about how failure is actually the way to success. And yes he actually looked for failure throughout his career and used it to propel himself forward and onward. And but is, you know, it, I, is I, it a failure? Is it just not a lesson? Right, right. right? It's just a lesson learned. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the failure comes in when you get stuck in the woe is me and right. I'm never going to try. That's the failure. You know, it's, it's get back up. What did right. I learn from this? And if, if I didn't, if you don't even know what the lesson is at the moment, understand that strength of courage to get back up is teaching you a lesson that you can do it. Absolutely. I've been fired, you know, laid off twice in my career. Uh, once when I was working for Swiss reinsurance company, it's about to get laid off and, Really, I, I, I took that job to learn about investing. And mm -hmm. the first job I got at Swiss Re for about a year was private company investing. So I was really excited. It was my first job investing. And I, I jumped at, even though I, I, I had a pay cut, I, I was excited to take that job. And then a year later, the whole division was being disbanded. Mm -hmm. And an actuary helped me find a job in the company in credit analysis. So it was something I had already done 
and I'm interviewing for the job and the, the woman who's, uh, who's head of the division says to me, um, I'd like you to come over to Zurich for three weeks because I want you to actually work here. And I was like, oh my God, this is my dream. <laughs> I, I, I actually, two years earlier, a buddy of mine was living in and working in London. And I was like, man, I want his life. I love to travel. I wish I could do that. So from a failure, quote unquote, from mm -hmm. about to be laid off from this company, I get this opportunity to live and work in Zurich for a year and a half, which was the time of my life. I got to visit 30 countries. It was yes. awesome. Yes. The second time I got laid off was from Citigroup when a law that was passed that said banks can't own hedge funds. And I was doing my dream. And I was like, oh my God, how is this possible? I get, I've only done, done it for three and a half years. But that actually gave me the kick in the butt to do my true dream, which was have my own hedge fund. Yeah. So both times when I got laid off, when I quote unquote failure happened in, in my life, I, it led to massive successes. Right. And, and great, uh, amazing things. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention, you talked about that guy in prison. Mm -hmm. I, I'm doing a number of things. I'm, the other thing I'm doing is I'm working with a certified infinite possibilities trainer. I'm also certified to teach infinite possibilities, which is Mike Dooley's uh, best -selling, New York Times bestselling book. And, and we're collaborating. She's actually teaching in prisons right now in Rhode Island. Uh, Brenda Nagel is her name. And she reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested in teaching prisoners and former prisoners concepts about money because one of the things she's found through her teaching, she's taught almost 800 prisoners now in the state of Rhode Island. She found that the biggest need is for them to understand money and business. They all want to be entrepreneurs when they get out. They want to understand credit cards. They want to understand how to borrow. They want to understand how to save. So we're collaborating on a new program starting this year, which will be going in. I'll be going in with her to the prisons and teaching about money. She'll be teaching the infinite possibilities. And then we're also going to be doing workshops to former prisoners, teaching them about money as well. So I'm, I'm really excited about Well, that's that excellent well. because they're not going to go seek money out in the wrong direction. And, Absolutely. you know, the thing is, is um, for, for many, you know, whatever crime got them in there was, you know, a, a delusional thing yeah. and if we don't prepare them for coming out uh, and give them those those skills and those tools it's going to be just a revolving door absolutely and you know this um, how many people i mean this the tv show right now called life about a guy wrongfully committed became a lawyer got himself you know mm. um uh, released and and then represents other people you know even against mm. the system who was still after him and you know true story and the thing is is that he was thrown an injustice, but he decided to fight for his justice. Yeah. And so, you know, people in jail, for whatever reason they're there, they're not just to be written off. It's Absolutely. preparing them for when they come back out to be contributing to citizens. And that is giving them a value, giving them self-esteem, giving, showing them that there are possibilities after the gates are closed. Yeah. And, you know, we don't do enough of that. We certainly don't do enough of that.
Yeah, no, I completely agree. So, so I'm, I'm excited for that program to help. Uh, and, and it's gonna, we want it to be national. We want it, we want to help uh, people coming out of prisons nationally. And it, it, the numbers are really staggering. I think it's something like the United States, something there, there's, I think it's over 2 million people are in prisons in the United States and there's 5 million former prisoners. Yeah. It's yeah. just and the system and, and the unemployment rate of those people. So the I think the unemployment rate now in the United States is down to about seven and a half percent. But the former incarcerated people unemployment rate is 20. Right. So it's you know, if we can help them get jobs, get employed, start their own business, it's just gonna help. Right. The whole society. Here's another statistic for you. 70% of the people in jail were formerly foster children. Mm. Right. And, yeah. and I've got a whole book coming out this year on, on our forgotten children and uh, how we need to invest in those kids. And, you know, you think about foster children and how they've been shoved from one place to the other, teaching them any form of skills, forget it. Didn't yeah. happen. So if you can get to them, you know, for when before they come out and give them not only purpose, meaning skills and tools, but you're also showing them that you see them, that you hear them and that you're there for them. And for many of them, they've never had that in their entire lives. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I did a program in 2019 uh, for the Boys and Girls Club in Stanford, Connecticut, teaching them basically the concepts in my book, you know, belief and intuition and how to start a business. They were really excited about the business part of it. So we created uh, business plans and they, they decided what companies they wanted to start. And then we went through, like I talked about earlier on this successfully starting and expanding a business, how much money could you make in that business? And we, we did the numbers so they could see like if they wanted to start a shoe store or they wanted to have a plumbing business or whatever it was, what the numbers would look like. So it was very enlightening because they're like, oh, I want to see if I, you know, this business could make me X dollars. Mm -hmm. And, and it, was, it was very interesting. But we, I told them to pick something they're passionate about. Right. Because I truly believe that you can make a lot more money in something you love than something you're kind of like, well, I'm doing it for the money. Right. And, uh, yes. I'm actually part of a group called the Do What You Love Tribe. DoWhatYouLoveTribe.com. And we're all a group of people uh, coaches, um, uh, angel healers, animal communicators, uh, a podcast host, um, you know, prosperity coach, obviously life coach and a singer. And we're all coming together to teach people that you can do what you love and make money doing it. Hallelujah. And, yes. Yeah, I mean, this illusion that you can't, make money in something you're passionate about is right. just completely out to lunch, yeah. right? You know, it's again, going back to what I said in the beginning, how many people, you know, have, have gone with the illusion that you, you've got to sell your soul to make money. And, you know, yeah. you don't have time with family. You don't have time with anything else or like, you know, Ryan they ended up going down the drug thing, you know, because that was the, the whirlwind that he got caught in and, and the money didn't mean anything to him because Absolutely. he didn't have any value or gratitude for it. But if, when he found a passion and a purpose, yep. then not the money then became something that seeded 
opportunities and possibilities. And that is the greatest enrichment of all. And Absolutely. that's when the money doors open up because it's got the right place to go. Absolutely. Yeah, the do what you love tribe is pretty amazing. So you, we have a private Facebook group and everybody has put on there like, uh, like a course, mm-hmm. like a, a, I don't know, I think I, 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 I recorded something like uh, an hour and a half worth of recording. So everybody, all, all eight of us have an hour and a half of recordings on our specialty. Mm-hmm. And, and it, by the way, the, it's, it's just launching this month. Those of you who are listening and want to sign up, it's sixteen fifty, sixteen dollars and fifty cents US a month. That's it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you get access to all eight of us. And also, we do like a every week we're doing a mastermind, so you, you can ask us questions or whatever. Um, it's it's pretty amazing, and we're making it like so very affordable, so that you can really do what you love, mm-hmm. learn that you can do what you love, and then get advice from the experts and and like eight really disparate areas these people are really amazing i'm, I'm really excited to be part of this group because yeah. they're they're all like very oh there's a woman who teaches you how to write books um the woman i mentioned earlier the yoga and meditation teacher she's in that so it's an amazing group of people and eventually we'll be doing this live in workshops around mm-hmm. the country around the globe but for now online yeah exactly the best teachers are those that have taken the journey you know, you've, you've fallen down the potholes, even the Grand Canyon, you know, but you got yourselves back up, you, you redirected, you found something that really was meaningful and purposeful. And now, you know, the, the profit is in the sharing, you know, in Absolutely. the sharing the knowledge. And, uh, you know, wisdom, as far as I'm concerned, is knowing how to use the knowledge. We've all got knowledge in our heads, but if we don't know how to use it, and that wisdom has to come through the heart. Um, and when we, we you step into that heart and that consciousness is there, that I want to do this because it helps people, because it ignites something in someone else, uh, then I think you're, as I said, you're opening that door to abundance in all forms, all shapes and sizes. So Absolutely. having one platform where you've got these people, it, it's, you know, it's the mastermind, isn't it? But the master heart too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, so Raquel Hanna is the woman who started, she's also a certified infinite possibilities trainer, singer, like uh, she's an amazing woman, life coach. And, and she put this group together uh, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be part of it. So that's uh, exciting for 2021. And one final thing I'm doing, um, I, my next book is coming out. So I did want to mention that I, I, I uh, collaborated with an amazing couples coach because I had an epiphany a couple of years ago when I was writing my last book that one of the main reasons why relationships end is money. Yes. And I checked out, there's very few books that you can read about on how to eliminate the conflict around money in a relationship. So this book will be probably, it'll be out in May uh, just a few more months. It's called Infinite Love and Money. And I, I think it's going to change people's relationship with money in a relationship. So I'm really excited. Oh, you know, I'm, I, I was victim to that myself. And uh, it, it's um, when you start looking at your spouse with a dollar sign, instead yeah. of that heart sign, it, it, the marriage is in trouble. And, you know, when money troubles are there and you don't know how to cope with them, then the blame game. And the shame game happens. And that's when relations start breaking down. So having a skill and a tool of, okay, 
you know, let's let's put the money in proper priority. It's there yeah. to seed, you know, it's it's there to produce. Um, and let's also not look at each other as a dollar sign is huge because I, I know personally so many people who <laughs> ended up with a divorce like me because of money. So. <laughs> yeah, communication is key. And we go through a lot of different exercises to improve the communication yeah. around money so that, you know, there's a chapter on emotions, there's a chapter on beliefs, there's a chapter on your money. So we actually have a survey, which is really cool. Of anybody wants it, they can email me for the money personality type. Mm. So you fill out, it's two minutes. I've had my daughters fill it out uh, two to three minutes and you'll get your money personality type, your primary one. But the point we make in the book is it's not static, mm. right? Your money personality type changes with who you're with. If you're single, married, on the way to being married, if you're older, younger, in different situations, you may act differently. If you're with your parents, with your kids, you may act differently. So your money personality type is morphing all the time, but you have a primary one and you have a secondary one. And it's good to know those. And those change over time too. You, it, from age 20 to age 40, they may change. So the point is to do it, you know, the survey every three months or so and see where you are. And hopefully after you read the book, you may move from being you know, one of the not so positive ones to one of the more positive. Right, right. So let's go through the book titles again and where people can get them. Yep. So uh, my first book was called Mindful Money Management. And my second is The Nine Money Rules Millionaires Use. Both of them are available on my website uh, at a slight discount to Amazon. Uh, it, my website again is S-A-L-A-U-R-M-O-R.com, but you can get them on Amazon as well. Uh, and the courses, by the way, it, you can still sign up, got 48 hours left. Mm -hmm. You can still sign up for the courses again on my website. They're on the homepage, just click. Um, and, but if you do, we're doing the special. So if, if you do want to sign up for both of them, email me, just pay for one and I'll, I'll sign you up for both. And your email is? My email is joel at salamore.com. Again, S-A-L-A-U-R-M-O-R.com. Excellent. We all need help in 2021. I don't care who we are. You know, uh, so many transitions have happened. We want 2021 to start off on the right foot. We want it to be something that is going to be fruitful for us. We want to see more stability in our lives. But we also, um, from, from 2020, I think one of the biggest things we've learned is, you know, uh, purpose with gratitude. And when we can step into that gratitude and step into that purpose, we can then step into the possibilities and the opportunities. So know, you know, what is it that's your driving force from the inside out? Because 2020 was an inside out journey. 2021 is now manifesting that conviction, that passion and that purpose into seeding, watering and nurturing those possibilities and knowing our relationship with money, knowing how to use money properly, how to to be that in the money be part of the watering so the seeds can grow is something that we need to know because we are still in uncharted waters but we've also got to understand 2021 is a blank canvas mm -hmm. and we are the artists so it's up absolutely. to us of what we're going to paint great uh, great analogy absolutely i believe you know you create your life mm. So put those good thoughts out there, put the prosperous, abundant thoughts out there, 
and have a vision and then take action along with that. Yes. Take action. I, you know, I said that um, actionism is the new activism. In actionism, you're talking about it, you're shouting about it. Actionism is doing something about it. Let's make 2021 an actionism year. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. Um, this is starting us off on the right foot. Uh, our relationship with money, um, how to make it, how to invest it, how to use it, how to nurture it, you know, is, is something that we need to know, you know, getting the right mindset, coming from the heart, meaningful purpose. All of those components have to come together to understand how we are going to paint that beautiful canvas. So thank you so much for sharing with us here today. My pleasure, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. My pleasure. So folks, we've given you some great tools here and some great skills here. Get the books. Uh, sign up for this program. Wow. I mean, really, uh, $2.99 for the two programs if you sign up right now. Uh, this is what you need. You've got to learn to invest in yourself and in your possibilities so you know which way to go short-footedly. So sign up. Start the foot, you know, start it off on the right foot and, and get the information that you need in order to make that canvas, you know, a beautiful picture. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.